everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. Before I uh, move into my interview with Eli, I just wanted to address a couple of uh, housekeeping items, for lack of better words, real quick. Um, first and foremost, a uh, huge shout out and thank you to uh, David Tates for letting me use the introduction to his song, Two Minutes Hates, which is a Winston and the Telescreen song. Um, it is a really awesome, catchy song. And if you like the good old days when MTV used to play music videos, I highly recommend checking out their video. It's really cool. And I'll probably post that um, on, on the group page um, and probably my own page as well, just so I can show people what music used to be like back in my day. Um, also, a huge shout out and thank you to um, FM84 for letting me use um, pretty much any of their songs. Um, for this season, for the closer, I'm using Tears, which is a great, awesome um I guess like melodic song. Um, if you're into the retro synth nonsense uh, like I am, you'll probably really enjoy that. And then also thank you to Lucas Boyle for showing me some of the, um, I don't want to say, like, I guess like the, the concept um, of the previous album uh, from last year that, that didn't really make it into this year. But um, love working with you, Lucas. Uh, appreciate everything you do. And I love your art. And I'm really happy to feature this as an interim album cover until I get um, the one I wanted for, for this coming season. Um, also, huge apologies to to Greg. I know that me and Justin Bosch were going back and forth on who this missing Rainbows player was. It was Greg Allen Thomas. Thank you so much for pointing that out for me. And then also, um, I think I might have said Premier League. I meant Premier Tour. And then also, last and probably not the most important, but I did want to address it. Thank you, Ketchum, for bringing this to my attention. But um, I said something along the lines were Doom split up to form Heat. That was not the case. What I meant to say was members of Doom uh, joint heat. So just some, some little nuances that, um, you know, just trying to shake off the cobwebs between uh, my break and get into the season. So all that being said, we'll go ahead and dive on into the interview with Eli. Hey, Eli, what's going on, man? Not much, Steve. How you doing? Pretty good. Um, slowly getting back into the hang of things. Um, it was interesting listening to all my miscues from the, um, the speculation episode with Justin Bosch, but uh, it's it's good to be back and, and doing this. Um, I'll probably still be a little bit rusty, but uh, I guess we'll just start off, man, because I have a feeling we're going to go into some some rabbit holes and tangents, especially based off all the, the crowdsource questions. So just go ahead and introduce yourself, your full name, and what team or teams you currently play for. We'll go we'll start from there. All right, so my name's Eli Marino. Um, I have to say my former team was Lone Star Syndicate. Um, that's what I was known for. Um, I played open 8.5 and co-ed with them in the South. Um, and then now I'm, I moved to Phoenix. So, um, there's some backstory behind the move, um, that we'll probably get into later. Um, but I currently have a team that I'm going to be playing with in the West or I have multiple teams. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, I, I remember, you know, breaking the news about Lone Star Syndicate. It was one of the, I want to say like the juicier tidbits that I had uh, going into the shakeups episode uh, last week, but um, I, well, you kind of mentioned your move. So let's kind of go into that too, but what, what teams are you playing for now on the West? So I posted in the dodgeball family about being a free agent and I had a couple, couple um people ask if i could play with them um right now i'm gonna be playing with harry kiri for opening point five and i will also be playing with them for co-ed um in the west they also have open no sting and uh, i'll be playing with a new team ronin 
Nice. Which is my team, our team. Yes, our team. I'm on Stephen Bingham's team. Yeah, we'll see how that see how that turns out for us. Um, I'm hopeful. Um, which is weird. I mean, I remember like thinking about this yesterday, and this is why I completely spaced out and forgot to even uh, give you a heads up about how I want to interview you this week. Um, but I remember like how crazy this has all come like full circle from you know first knowing you just based off your memes alone, and then just kind of understanding okay, this guy plays for Syndicate, pretty funny guy, um, and then interacting with you briefly during one of the um, South recaps to you actually reaching out to me asking about you know what's the scene like here in Arizona um, months ago. Um, I remember just briefly telling you about like Marana and Tucson and like, Hey, you can always come up here to Phoenix to play dodgeball. We used to do that all the time when I lived in Tucson and then lo and behold, you're here, man. So like, what was that, uh, what was that journey like? Where'd you come from and, and, and what are your thoughts so far? It's been pretty crazy. So the, a good majority of the reason why I moved was, um, <clears throat> uh, I got offered a job, um, with the Arizona national guard, um, in like a special, program that they have it's called peace vanguard and it's a program that the arizona national guard has with the singapore military um to further assist the singapore military's mission in um giving the apache helicopter um pilots and crew chiefs um better understanding on how to operate or better ways on how to do things and then obviously get their, their knowledge up. So Singapore military is the, um, they're pretty much the ones that hire, uh, the Americans to assist. So it does require some, um, interviews and, uh, you kind of have to know about the program to be considered for it. Um, so with that, I, I, I did accept it and it, it did require for me to make a very, very big move. Um, and then not only that transition from the reserves over to the national guard. So with that, um, I, I had to, I had to actually get out of the reserves, um, to do a transfer. It would have taken a lot longer. Um, but I was trying to get, to Phoenix, um, or Marana, um, before the beginning of the new dodgeball season for the USA dodgeball premier tour. And, um, I had actually every intention of playing in the South continually. Um, so anyway, like I got, I finally got enlisted and it was actually yesterday. Um, I finally got in and, that was that was actually huge um however in between the the move um there was a lot of stuff that happened uh, as far as like the lone star open team um just not just not being a thing um we had a couple players that decided that they were just going to go to another team and then of course me being out here um that was also a strain. So the dates just as everybody knows that they came out pretty late and I just made the decision to, to just nix the Lone Star open team. Um, since I would have had to have looked for two more, possibly three more players to, 
to fill those and it was too close to call. So um, there was definitely some, some heartfelt things there to make that decision. Um, but um, I mean, I'm looking forward to playing in the West uh, with, with everybody that plays in the West, um, whether it's against them or, you know, on the same team. Um, there's a lot of good opportunities out here. Cactus dodgeball is huge. Um, I've been looking forward to playing with Cactus Dodgeball since I even heard about the the Singapore military uh, program. And um, uh, I mean, now it's you know now it's a reality, and I'm I'm having I'm having a blast. Yeah, that was that was a crazy thing too. Is like when you got your welcome on on the the Instagram, and huge shout out to to Kenny for for really just keeping that going, and also to Grace and and Hooch and. Tony and Katie Sanchez and everybody that makes Cactus like such an awesome organization. It really um, reminds me how lucky I am to live here when, you know, we go to like the West Coast, we go to other tournaments or I talk to the people on the podcast and like, man, you're still lucky to be there. We wish we could be there because of all the, all the videos and whatnot. So um, again, it's going back to the whole like full circle mentality. But um, I know um, it was asked about what happened to Syndicate um, and we can kind of, I guess we can kind of just address that now. That was asking one of the crowdsource questions, but you know, it's, it's one thing to keep a team together locally. I can't even imagine what that'd be like, um, when, you know, some of you guys are, are, are away from each other use, especially being here in Arizona. So I know that that was probably not the easiest thing to do, but, um, it's probably going to pay off like just West coast bias speaking, uh, no offense to any of the other players, but, um, it's, it's part of the mentality that I have with, uh, with Ronan. So I talked about with Justin is like, I want to be able to work with people that are here. Um, cause I feel like that's going to make the next big difference, um, in terms of teams and play style where, you know, you see players like now they're conditioning in the gym, you see them now like adapting to a program, they're watching film. I think like the next evolution is, um, coaching on some, some level, but also that team synergy that's, um, gonna, gonna make or break a lot of competitive teams this year. But if I want to go into that uh, later, but I want kind of want to go back to just your, your dodgeball experience overall, even before you came out here. So, one of the things I wanted to ask from the get go usually was, um, what's your number, and does it have any significance? Um, my number is one, and I I've been trying to think of a good explanation as to why I picked that number, but honestly, I really don't. Um, it's just like there can only be one kind of thing. So being the flash, there's only one flash. Well, there's only one, I guess, um, flash at one point kind of thing. It's, it's kind of a weird nerdy thing, but anyway, that's kind of the basis behind it. Gotcha. So are you like a, are you like a DC fan over Marvel? Do you like all of the above or just like flash or your hero or. Um, I'm, I prefer I prefer DC just because the characters are a lot more in depth. Like you get a lot more depth with them. Um, their stories are usually a lot more dark and more realistic. I mean, even though they are fiction, but um, you get that personal feeling from um, from each character that they have. Um, and it just, it, it, for me, it just drew me into being a bigger DC fan than Marvel, even though I do like both. 
yeah there's like this uh with some people i know that there's like oh you can only like one or the other but yeah you can like both um i really liked um the batman series um was it christopher nolan like that was incredible um say what you will about the third one i still think it had some really awesome elements but the first one was probably i mean the first two were were the best and just kind of going back to that like it just seemed more realistic like yeah okay he's a billionaire he can afford all this tech but you know he's he's getting beat up a lot and he's having repercussions for every decision he's made and it's uh that's a good nod to dc and also with like um the watchmen and whatnot so a lot of their stuff tends to be a little bit more i don't want to say mature but just not as flashy and 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 explosions and cool stuff like like marvel but i definitely like marvel more for whatever that's worth but um yeah, I'm realizing it's going to be really hard not to go into tangents with you, especially with the military aspects. So I will try my best to stay on, on topic here. But uh, let's uh, let, let's go back to, again, dodgeball. Uh, what got you into dodgeball to begin with? And like, how long have you been um, playing? So before I played dodgeball, I actually played softball. Um, and I played pretty competitively. I did a bunch of tournaments and stuff like that. And I didn't feel like I was um, like getting anywhere as far as like progressing in, in the game kind of thing. I mean, yeah, they used me for my speed. Um, and I was a base hitter. So, and then I played outfield. So, I mean, that was my favorite place to play. Um, so one day, one of my friends, uh, Matt, he plays there in Fort Worth. Um, I've known him since I was a kid. And uh, he invited me out to play in an open gym with uh, Rec Social Sports in Fort Worth. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give this a shot. So I went and I had fun. Like, I had a lot more fun than I thought I would have. Hmm. I mean, granted, it was gator gator skin foam, but just the idea of, you know, playing dodgeball again, it was, it, it drew me back. So, um, I, I, I went back to the second one or the third one and then I eventually signed up for the league. Um, and then like after that first season, I found out like about elite through, and it was, it's actually thanks to Yoshi, uh, Ortega. And, um, so I got to go into playing in Boston for my first elite tournament, completely blindsided by like this amazing scene. And, um, I, I honestly had a blast playing for three days. So it, it got me hooked and I've been hooked ever since. Nice. You, you mentioned um, when you were first playing in the rec league, like it brought you back to like your first experience. Uh, well, when was that? Was that during like high school, elementary school, junior high, or did you play as a kid um, before? Would, or definitely as a kid. Uh, I we played it. I played it at a private school, and we played dodgeball, but we played with the foam ones. We didn't. We had we had the big like or the eight point fives, which were big to us back then, um, but. I don't remember um, that much of that ball type. Um, it was mostly foam, which is totally understandable. Yeah, you can't have little kids killing each other anymore these days. 
Um, what uh, did you play? Well, so you mentioned you played softball. Um, what about other sports playing? Uh, or did you play while growing up? Um, so uh, I grew up playing baseball um, from from t-ball all the way up to um, to just right before uh, high school or select. I never got to play select. Um, but I also played soccer. I did Taekwondo. Um, and I actually did all three of those at one time, like the same season I did everything. Um, and that was probably because my parents wanted me to, um, waste all my energy kind of thing. I was a pretty energetic kid. Um, then when, um, I grew out of, well, I, I shouldn't say I grew out of them, but whenever I got older, I, I played basketball and I played football for the public schools. And then uh, softball, I actually played a lot in the military. Um, traveled all through Korea. And and then whenever I moved to Colorado, I started playing there. And then I got off active duty and I started playing at um, like some of the local leagues that they had there and in, in where where i grew up at gotcha so you pretty much played everything um i almost say like the whole time since you're able to pick up a ball to to now like just sports is probably a big staple in your in your life that's fair to say mm-hmm. um can you think of of all these things like what has helped you turn into a dodgeball player like obviously baseball is going to be one of the bigger ones but you mentioned taekwondo and, and some of the other sports that other people haven't really mentioned yet was there any other ones in particular that helped you with your game? Um, I mean, other than, other than baseball and softball, um, not really. I mean, Taekwondo was, I mean, that was, that was quite a long time ago. I could probably pick up some things, but not, not very much influence from the Taekwondo as much as baseball and softball. Gotcha. Yeah, the reason why I kind of zeroed in on, on Taekwondo is because I my parents made me do uh, Ed Parker or Kempo when I was a kid, and I feel like that really helped me establish a lot of bodily control and just set that, like, you know, this is how your left foot moves when you're about to do a right kick, or this is what a spinning hook kick looks like and feels like, and you're just kind of controlling all of your limbs. And I feel like that really helps um, set the like a baseline for athletics and being able to do some of the crazy nonsensical things that dodgeball players do and, and then not you know hurt yourself. But I was just curious if that was, uh, if you might have felt that same way. But uh, so going into like the uh, the competitive scene, uh, you mentioned Yoshi Ortega kind of told you about elite dodgeball. Um, you signed up. You, you went out there for three days. Um, I guess that was pretty much like did that just like tap into like your competitive um, nature or like what what made you decide like this is what I want to get involved with more when I go back to Texas. Um. So, yeah, uh, so Yoshi had invited me to play with his team, um, and we were playing as Spitfire. Uh, it was 2017, I believe, Boston. And the the entire time I was there, like, I mean, I was exposed to three days of dodgeball. And, I mean, granted, I had never picked up an 8.5. I'd never picked up a no-sting ball. And, um, 
like even though i mean we might not have done as well as i as you know i thought we did or or what but i had i had fun and the competitive side of me was like look i want to get i, I want to get good at this because not only am i having fun but this is a new this is a new game this is a new strategy um i think in in one of the other podcasts you had asked about like what my thoughts on dodgeball were and dodgeball as far as it goes like across the board it's one of the best games of chess and i i've heard other people say it it's it's just like that you have to have strategy and any there's any outcome like it's just great like i don't know how else to explain it yeah it's uh well actually i think i misspoke i think i said 2016 new orleans uh so it's boston um i actually missed that one of all the elites um i set that one out but um going back to like i was just having this conversation with uh one one of the captains that I work with, just like it's it's not enough anymore to just throw really hard and catch. Like you you have to outsmart your opponent and you have to do it quick and you have to do it while off balance or you know change up your throw and maybe do a no look all of a sudden or just understand like the hey this person most of the time is gonna not move his right foot or something like that. And it's just like I for the longest time I had a hard time thinking dodgeball would ever evolve to the point where it required strategy or, or reviewing film, but it's still. Um, it's still evolving. I mean, I don't know if we maybe touched upon this when we spoke last time, but it's like you watch any footage from like five or six years ago. Um, we probably thought we were at the height of dodgeball at that point and everybody looks lost. Like this is terrible, but you watch it now and it's like, okay, it's evolved so much, but it makes you just wonder like, what's it going to look like five or 10 years from now? You know, when we're looking back at, at 2020, you know, are we going to say the same thing? Like, oh yeah, dodgeball's evolved so much more since then. And that kind of leads to, um, one of my favorite questions I like to ask, but, um, you know, you, you said you showed up, um, you had fun in 2017 and you came back with this desire to get better. So what, what did you do to, to improve and, and what areas did you feel like you needed to focus on? Um, so, uh, we, we, in Dallas, we have Monday, Monday night practices and, um, the one ball type that I want to get really good at was 8.5 um and so i you know I, I would go and play and and it we didn't really have like very very established teams for open so or for open play so it was just whoever was on the court and you just you know you picked up you just pretty much improved yourself and later on whenever we actually had more established teams we would play like king of the hill um kind of kind of style play and um i mean that that alone i guess helped improve my game um as far as like other skills uh i wanted to improve on catching because i'm not the greatest catcher um so i i think that's that's another area that i should probably improve on um, as far as goes, but increasing velocity when you're throwing is, has been like my best skill and then making it accurate 
as it comes and goes. So, gotcha. Would you uh, consider yourself more like a offensive player? Um, saying that you're um, trying to work on increasing your velocity, or, or where do you see yourself? I would say I'm more of an offensive player. Um, I like to throw. Um, I'm not going to lie about that. I love to throw. Um, but at the same time, I also, I like to counter throw. So it's kind of a weird thing, but like, I prefer to throw if we're, if we have the advantage, if we have burden, right. I would prefer to throw on that. It's like you're on the, uh, like, obviously you're on the offense, but like you're going into battle, you're going, you're attacking. So you're taking, you know, your shot and you're hoping to get, get a player out. So. Yeah. There's something very just, I don't even know what the word is like, I almost want to say cathartic, but just something very awesome about throwing just anything. Like it's, it could be argued that that's what we as humans were meant to do. Um, since back in the day, you know, we're hunting woolly mammoths and throwing spears and whatnot. But nowadays we're just like, it just feels natural. Like we are built to throw things as a, as a species and being able to play a game where you get, you can do that just like last night and open like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 times. It just really satisfies that, that desire. So when it's, when it's your turn to tee off on, on the opposing team, it, it, it feels so great being able to do that. Um, do you have a favorite style ball? Um, you know, going between 8.5, no sting and foam, like how would you rank? That? Um, so this was a hard question. Um, I love all ball types, but at the moment it's foam and it's, it's grown on me because had you asked me a year ago, I would have said 8.5. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that it's requires, uh, a lot a lot more strategy or, and, and your skills have to be a lot more heightened because it's a faster moving ball and the variable at who's throwing well, not who's throwing, but how they're throwing changes movement on the ball is incredible. Um, so I would say that definitely foam for my choice. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, a year ago, I probably would have given you a hard time, but playing in cactus, um, you know, I had the choice to just get better or adapt at foam or, you know, die out like 8.5 kind of has here, which sucks to say, cause this used to be like one of the capitals of, of 8.5, but, um, you're absolutely right. Like it, it just requires so much more, um, heightened awareness and you're never safe. Like I, even in open gym, when, when you're kind of goofing off, you think, Oh, that ball is just not going to hit me. It's not possible. The thing will like bank 90 degrees and, and just curve right into you. And you just have to like, you're not clear until you feel like that ball is like three feet past you. Um, you get somebody like catch them throwing at you. And it's, I mean, talk about like the epitome of, of dodging and quick reflexes and just trying to get out of the way or, or being able to catch that thing. And so that, that kind of helped me appreciate it more. And just, it, it's just one more thing to get better at, get more springy and whatnot. So what are your thoughts on like no sting? Um, since that's kind of like picking up now. I actually like no sting. Um, I would say that that's actually my best ball to play with. Um, it's, it's kind of, kind of weird, but 
I have, I think I have more fun playing with no sting than I have with playing in the other ones. Hmm. Um, and just because it's, it's fast like foam and, but it's also like, there's no, how do I say this? Um, anybody can catch a no sting ball. So like you literally have to work a little bit more harder on your accuracy with the no sting ball than, than most of the other ball types. Um, it's, it's an incredible ball. Um, I know a lot of people don't like it, but I, I like it. So. Yeah. My only real gripe about no sting is it just sometimes the ball consistency isn't really there. And sometimes you'll get like a really good one. Sometimes you'll, you'll get like this oblong blob and you just, you just have to adapt your throw. Like, okay, maybe I won't go for this guy's chest. I'll go for his like shoes or something. But I mean, that's, right. you can have the same problem with like 8.5 and even foam. Like, but when, when you have like a good set or series of no sting and it's consistent, it, it is a pretty fun ball to play with. It's, I feel like it's the, the, like the perfect in between with foam and, uh, and rubber. Um, have you played cloth at all or tried cloth? Um, I've, I've thrown a cloth ball a couple times and, um, it's, it's very difficult. The trajectory is a lot different than all the other ball types. Um, and then like the gripping it itself is also very, very difficult. You can't wear tape. Um, and I mean, you literally have to like relearn how to throw it, how to throw a ball with the cloth one. Um, and I've only thrown it a couple times, but when I did, it was like learning how to walk again kind of thing. Now, so, are you are you able to actually grip it or do you have to like kind of cup it or pack it into your palm? Like how do you, how do you relearn how to throw? Uh, so I actually learned how to grip it and um, it does require a lot of strength in your fingers. Um, but the ball that I did have, there's that nipple and it's a pretty big rubber nipple on there. Um, and I usually put my thumb right where that's at. Usually I can grip that way, way better. Um, so the cupping, I, I can't throw it that way. I can't, it's, it's way too difficult to, to cup that ball unless you start off doing it that way. Yeah. I, um, I, I use that that trick cause I, I played a few times with it and like you, you just have to get your thumb perfectly there. And, um, it's, yeah, like you said, like, I'm trying to remember like the trajectory of the feel, like I've always felt like I've lost, I don't want to say power cause I, I'm able to still have some velocity to it, but it just feels very, very different throwing it. Like it, like I had to kind of second guess where it's going after it leaves my hands. Um, I'm really interested or curious to see if it's, uh, how it's going to pick up if it does during, um, I guess round two for the West. Um, do you anticipate playing in, in that round? Like, do you have a team for cloth or is it kind of just, if it happens, it happens. If it happens, it happens. I am open to it. Um, it's just a new experience. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Um, and it, you know, we'll see where it goes. Gotcha. Um, one of the questions I would have liked to have touched on earlier, um, so I might have to figure out where to move or place this one, um, was if it's applicable, did you, or do you have any role models or did you have any growing up? 
Um, I would, I mean, I did. Um, so it's like sports, sports related role models would have been, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Michael, well, Michael Jordan was one of them just because like back then basketball was the big thing growing up. Um, and just watching him play was phenomenal. And I mean, it wasn't just him like space jam came out and it's like, <laughs> dude, this is like the team right here. This is great. Um, and then like you, you, any sport I could pick a different player and there was always a role model there or someone that I aspired to be like. Um, but ultimately, ultimately is my dad. My dad played sports. Um, he played football and even at one point me and him played on like a church softball league. So nice. having that experience was a lot of fun. That's awesome. I was going to ask uh cowboys. Who's your favorite cowboy player then? Um, and we'll go back to like the good old days when they're actually winning when, when they're actually good. Yeah, uh, I actually really enjoyed Dion Sanders. I was, I was thinking about him just because that guy played everything offense, defense, baseball. I thought like, and, and he's on the Cowboys now, like we, there's no way we could lose. And for a time it felt like that, but I love watching him and Smith play just watching him break break through and always get those just those yards was just like incredible i felt like the cowboys were just cheating uh it was, it was a great time uh we'll probably go back to the cowboys i think he got trolled earlier so yeah um and then like favorite defensive player though was that win um so i long story short i read a book about him and i actually got to meet him um but he wasn't playing or anything like that. This is like years after he got done playing, but um, first Vietnamese player to play in the NFL was Dat Win, nice. And he was short uh, at the time. Bill Parcells was uh, the head coach and Bill Parcells did not like him at all. And then once he saw him play, he was like, okay, I can, I can, you know, warm up to this guy. And that had a very, very successful career for the, for the years that he did play. Uh, so, you know, just breaking the norm out of being a smaller person and um, being just skilled at your position, you know, that alone says a lot about um, breaking the norm for playing any sport. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was gonna say my favorite defensive player was uh, probably Darren Woodson. That guy hit people, and I just remember like they had the soundbite of him slamming into somebody, um, and it was just like it was, it was incredible. Like I just remember like man, that guy probably killed somebody just slamming in people. But um, again, tangents are gonna be really hard to to stay away from. Um, do you have a pregame ritual? Um, actually I don't, and I probably should. Um, I, I, I mostly get to the gym and, you know, I put my uniform on 
and and then I just warm up and practice my catching and then just ready to go. Like I'll help my teammates do it, whatever they need, like whatever we need to do to get into that mindset, let's do it. And then when it comes to game time, it's, you know, honed in. Gotcha. When you, when you're warming up, do you have any songs that you play or are you just kind of like, uh, no, I don't have any music that I listen to. Not, not at the beginning. Um, I, I have some music that I listen to, but that's mostly for like the gym. Gotcha. Um, I guess we can go into the crowdsource questions and then right off the bat, Markel Stokes, um, are the Eagles better than the Cowboys? And he says, ha 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 ha. And then he thinks the answer is yes. And I mean, you win one division and you think you're awesome, but, uh, do you have any you win on one that? Super Bowl and you think you're awesome. I, I'm choosing to forget that. I forgot that happened. Yeah. Yeah. You win one Super Bowl and you're on top of the world and it just erases all the rest of the history. But, um, freaking Markel, man. Love you, Markel. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> He got me in the Eagles jersey. I can't believe that. <laughs> uh, uh, I just remembered how frustrating December was. All right, moving on. Um, is it is it Kim? Kim, right? Mm-hmm. Kim. So he asks, um, "Are you playing in the West or South or both?" So we kind of touched on West, but are you? Do you have any attachment to the South, or are you fully West now? Um, so for right now, I'm fully West, um, but I do plan on traveling to the round that is in Tampa. Um, I had previously said that I was going to go um, play. If if it happens, like if Tampa does happen, then um, I do plan on going to that round. And I've never been to Florida, and that's one thing that I can knock off the bucket list. But also um, everybody that's um, – played last year on ascension for round two they all stayed at my parents house and so i got to really know that whole team and grow you know uh, a, a a very deep um relationship with those guys and um i'm just looking forward to going to where they live at and you know playing where they're from gotcha and they're um they're moving to the east, is that correct? That's yeah, that's what saying. I've been told. Yeah, then speaking of movements, um, I guess the outsiders are playing on playing on the west, so decent chance it sounds like we'll 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 be seeing them more than we ever would have um in previous years. Um I don't know if that's confirmed or um, not, but I guess we'll find out. Um I heard I heard the outsiders is actually gonna stay in the south. Oh, they're staying in the south now. They're staying in the south. Okay. Interesting. Um, this is kind of where, where I talked about, like, we might go back to, uh, discussing, um, Lone Star. So, uh, Kim also asked what happened to the Lone Star team. Um, you had mentioned just a couple people had dropped. It would be really hard to field those people. Um, did you have any other additional insight on that or comments or is it just, it ran its course and now it's just time to move on? Um, so I can, I can give some depth to it. Um, so before this this next season came up, um, we actually had four players that were just not going to come back. Um, so we had Mark Acom. Um, he was he's going to play here in the West. 
Um, George Portalis is taking a break. Um, I'm going to say Cody Stidham is also one of them that just is not going to play. Um, he's got, he's got some, a, a lot of stuff going on. It's very, very busy individual. So, um, and he's also the South rep. So he's having to deal with that as well. And, um, he wasn't ever really like the team captain. Um, I mean, we, he kind of like pushed it on the rest of us for this next season. So, um, that left with, that left this. Oh, and then Corey also, um, Corey Larson is also taking a break. Um, he said he is going to do like the local stuff, but, uh, it's not going to be doing any traveling. Um, and so that, that left like two or three of us left on the team. And, um, so I decided, Hey, let's, let's recruit some people. So I had, I had six players to play with us and, um, two of them decided to go play with another team, which at that time is probably a very, very smart move um, for them considering the dates for the dodgeball, for the USA dodgeball premiere tour. And um, of course me being out here and not having a job kind of thing. So I was like in limbo. So ultimately, yeah, we, we pretty much, you know, just said, Hey, we're, we're not going to play this year. Um, sorry for, you know, any of the guys that had hopes for playing for a, a well-known team. Um, but we, we're, we're just not going to play and open for, um, for the South. Do you think, uh, we might see them next year or is that too soon? I think to there's tell? a possibility. Um, I, I I just don't know um, how or who would um, introduce an open team. Gotcha. Yeah, it might be one of those things where too soon to tell, but it was it was really awesome looking team. Um, you know, you think South, you think Lone Star, Ascension, um, obviously Outsiders, Wrecking Ball. So it was like one of those like staple teams. So. It's kind of a big deal when I found out when he told me like, uh, you guys are no longer, um, going to be together. But then I also kind of was like, okay, cool. Well, now we can possibly pick up Eli. So benefited me, but I mean, just for the South in general, hopefully, uh, we'll see him come back or, um, or at least, you know, like people like Corey, um, it's one thing to like take a break and, and then come back, but just to completely quit altogether. Hopefully that's not the case. Um, just always, always have that, the, the more the merrier mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, Markel asked uh, what team would be playing with on the upcoming season. So we did cover that um, earlier. Kevin Fry asks, uh, did Epstein kill himself? Um, now for you, is that more just a meme thing or do you really, really truly believe? Um, well, I mean, I know he didn't, but like, is there a reason why you won't let that go at this point? Or are you just trying to be like the hero we all need? Um, so I actually do believe that he didn't kill himself. Um, and I don't, I, I try to, stray away from the whole political stuff. It just is a mess, but, um, there is definitely some evil in this world. And being that that guy was the front runner for, um, 
you know, some bad stuff, pretty much soliciting sex, which should never be a thing. Um, you know, I hope that whoever was involved, not just by his alleged suicide, um, but his, um, the people that he solicited it to is, you know, found out because it's a big deal. Um, and like, for me, I'm a very, very big advocate for finding sex traffickers. I was going to um, ask if that was, uh, I don't even want to call it, but, um, is that the military aspect in you talking or is it just something that you are just fundamentally against? Um, it's just something that I'm mentally against. Um, it's, it's, I watched, I watched one movie and this movie was actually very done very well. I don't remember the name of it. Um, and I think it's called traffic. Um, but it's pretty much about how, you know, women or even kids are abducted and sold into, you know, being sex slaves or trafficked for horrible things. Um, and I've seen it firsthand. Um, like when I was stationed in Korea and, you know, they brought it to light, like, you know, this is something that is horrible in this world and people are just getting away with it. Um, it's destroying people's lives. Like every aspect of who they could have been is now just changed. So the whole Epstein didn't kill himself is like pretty, pretty important to, I think everybody because so many people are involved in it and they're just trying to cover it up. That and it just gets like just shadier and shadier as, uh, as more things come out and it's, it's kind of, it's like, a, it's like, okay, yeah, we all know, but then, okay, well, what's, is there something going to be done about it? Because at this point it's just so like, in my opinion, it's such a blown cover up that, uh, something should happen. You keep waiting for like, okay, we know he didn't kill himself. Like how stupid are we as a society to just believe that to the point where it's become a meme and, and it like, it's just like a common thing now. People are like, Oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. And Epstein didn't kill himself. Like, okay, well what, what's being done about it? And, um, going back to like the whole human trafficking thing, I did not know that was a thing until, you know, all the briefs when I was, um, with the air force reserve and, you know, we, we get our annual whatever nowadays, but, um, I, it, I like what you said about how it just completely changes and takes away from somebody's future. It's, it's such a, like an incredible injustice to, to feel like people actually live like this and they're, um, it's just, it's really hard to, to think about what life would be like if you were a victim of that under no control of your own. So I've always wondered, cause like a lot of the memes are hilarious. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's also like, man, he, he's really kind of clinging onto this. And I just wanted to ask you about that. Just what your thoughts were on the whole thing. And then, um, Corey Larson was going to ask the same thing, but Kevin beat him, to, uh, beat him to it. So I, I put in here, Corey gets an honorable mention for, for mentioning it. <laughs> Um, and I was looking so traffic was that came out like back in 2000. That was a, a drug trafficking movie, um, with Benicio del Toro. But I think the one you might be talking about is traffic T R A F F I K. Just in case you're um, wondering, it um, was, it was more recent. Um, I think it was 2018 and I, I, I don't remember the name, but that 
think was the name of it. Did involve a, uh, did involve a violent biker gang. Um, no. Oh, I'm gonna be looking at another traffic. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all over IDMV right now. I'm cheating. I'm curious now. I actually want to see that because my, you know, um, you think taken, um, you think hostile, which is, I mean, an extreme version of uh, that kind of crap. But um, well, if it comes to mind, uh, let me know. I might want to check it out. But um, tangents. So um, Clay Austin asks, um, what change are you most looking forward to about the 2020 uh, USA dodgeball season? Um, so for the upcoming season, I'm looking forward to the three, three split co-ed. Um, it's definitely going to change, um, everything. Um, it's going to draw down some teams. Uh, I don't think we're going to see as big numbers of co-ed teams, um, which in itself should mean, Hey, if you want to play, like get more people involved. So you're in the so, camp of be part of the change. Um, not so much griping about, oh, we can't find two or three additional women to play with kind of thing, or like you're saying, do, well, do some work and recruit or. It's, it's just like, and it's, it's not any, any specific, and I'm going to say this just as a generalization. It's not any specific gender's responsibility. It's everybody's responsibility. Nice. If you want to play in a co-ed in a co-ed team for this, you know, this season, like, which I think is one of the more fun uh, divisions that we have, um, you know, you've got to recruit people. It's just how it is. And I mean, you can't get everybody. I get that. You can't just like throw a team together. You want to be as competitive as possible, but you know, if one person likes it, I mean, maybe they're going to invite somebody else that likes it too. So. Nice. So, I mean, cause there's a lot of people that are really against this move. Um, and you said like, you feel like it's fun. Uh, what, what about co-ed in general is fun to you or, or do you find fun? Um, so like, so while the, while the guys play open, you know, the women have their, division they play but when you bring in the co-ed you're mixing so much more skills that maybe the girls like some of them are better than some of the guys that play and now you're combining them into a team effort and i mean like i i don't want to name drop anybody but like i've seen some girls that are just beasts on the court and playing against them is 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 i think like one of the best things about co-ed. Um, I mean, we get to play against all the guys like for, for open, but like playing alongside the women and then seeing their skills presented out as a team effort, like it's just great. So I enjoy, I enjoy the co-ed divisions more than I do the open divisions. Nice. Yeah, and then so hearing okay, we're we're moving from three to three. You're you're thinking awesome, bring it on. Like you're not opposed to it in any way. You're not griping about it in any other way than just I'm looking forward to this. And for people that are opposed to it, just hey, do better at recruiting. I know it's simplifying it, but that's that's kind of where your stance is. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, Whitney Pittman asks, how's the brisket nazi? And Sergio asks, do they even have brisket nazi? And I'm asking, like, have you even attempted to have brisket out here? Because I don't think we're really known for barbecue. Just most, you know. All right. So um, I'm going to make this disclaimer. Um, I have probably only eaten at one brisket place in Texas. Um, And the reason being was just because it was like a group thing to do for me. I personally don't care for um, restaurant brisket when, you know, my parents, um, they make, they make the best brisket. I can't get any better than that. (laughs) And I could go to any of them and I would just be disappointed. So I, I tried to savor the the brisket that my parents make as much as I can. I mean, and then now that I've moved to Phoenix or Arizona, like I I literally don't get it. So um I haven't tried any Whitney or Sergio. Um but if I do, it's probably gonna be in a taco. Most likely. Um that's right. I, I forgot your parents um did they bring a lot of it to uh one of the rounds? Was it like round two? Yeah, they, they catered at uh, round two. Yeah, I remember um, I almost went to round two, and then I chose um, a tournament here, and I I complained about, yeah, I, I see you guys getting brisket, and all I got was a freaking hot dog and chips, so I made the right choice there. But yeah, I remember hearing about that now. It's jogging memory. Um, Joe DeFuria asks, uh, how does the dodgeball scene compare to the Texas scene you came from? So, I mean, you've been here for, what, about a month now? Three weeks yeah and you've seen a lot of open gym i think you've you're playing no sting around thursdays yes okay so you're starting to get an idea of like what we're about here now um outside of the the clips and whatnot but um yeah do you have do you have a, an opinion yet or how would you say it compares so far um i would say um the competition level is um definitely higher here um even the the people that don't play competitively in per se the former elite us or elite dodgeball um there's some people that play here that are really really good um so i mean when you're playing in that just higher competitive level you're going to tend to get better or at least hope that you do um but i would say the social scene for um Fort Worth is higher than it is here. Um, and I mean, I can't really, um, how do I say it? Like say that one is better than the other, but like the social scene is definitely bigger there in Fort Worth. Um, so, and then Dallas dodgeball is, is very, very competitive. Um, they that is a very very competitive uh scene and it's um it's not as social but they're starting to grow into that and um compared to cactus i would say they are also like about the same even though like cactus dodgeball has a lot more marketing and media coverage 
so that's probably like the comparison I'll have for that, Joe. Gotcha. Yeah, I might ask you again in person the next like end of season tournament. Um, th- those can get kind of social, for lack of better words. But um, yeah, it's definitely kind of, at least from my experience on, on the weekdays, it's kind of hard to to go out all the time. I'm not sure if that's what you're where you're getting at, or if it's just like maybe there's more people um, in Texas versus here. But um, I'll have to follow up with that one later on. Um, Jen Woodley asks, uh, "Do you miss us horribly yet?" And then she makes a really adorable emoji. All right, so um, I I will say yes, I do miss all of my dodgeball family that's there in Texas, um, primarily um, Christy, uh, Christy Stevens, Jeremy Stevens, Jen Woodley, Deanna Darns, um, Corey Larson, Curtis Manlipig. Um, those are all like my very, very good friends. I, I could name drop just about anybody that's there. Um, but, um, I do miss everybody there, um, miss playing with you guys. Um, but I'm sure down the road, we'll see each other again. So I look forward to that reunion. Yeah, that was, um, that's one of the coolest things about Sin City is just seeing everybody out there again. Like, oh man, like we're going from see maybe once a year to a few times now to maybe three or four. And, um, I, I was completely blown away when I saw, uh, Jeremy Stevens wearing a dodgeball podcast shirt and then seeing their daughter wear one too. I was like, I'm getting kind of emotional right now. That's so cool. I just remember, um, it's just crazy. Like how much has has opened up for me just, you know, by doing this podcast, talking against no people, um, starting just from like recap recaps and whatnot to actually playing, um, with Christy and, and doing so with the replacements last year and how much fun we had. And it's just like, I always say dodgeball is the gift that keeps on giving for this reason. And it, I love seeing people saying, Hey, I'm moving to Florida or my brother wants to play in Florida or I'm moving to Denver. Is there some kind of dodgeball thing going on? It's, it's cool seeing these communities pop up and, and embrace and welcome people and show them, Hey, you can play over here. And just knowing that, hey, even though you don't live where you used to, uh, there's a good chance you're going to run into your, your friends again um, in a couple months. So, um, Sergio Leone goes to say, uh, not to say I know your specific MOS, but it seems like it involves choppers. Um, what is the one thing or several depicted in movies that are exaggerated that makes you laugh? And my God, that's that could be a podcast in itself. But uh <laughs> Okay. Um, there's actually one that's very, very specific and I, I laugh every time I see this. Um, I don't know the exact movie and it was either rampage or it was, um, Jumanji, but the rock is literally on a helicopter, uh, or Dwayne Johnson. He's on the helicopter and like the PC rod, which is the pitch change rod. It, pops out and he magically like puts it back in that is completely bs and it's hilarious um without a pc rod um your the blades that turn on top would just uh by centrifugal force rip themselves from the rotor head and you would definitely crash so <laughs> i laughed hysterically when i saw that that part in that movie so even though he's the rock, it's just, no, man, it, this is not going to yeah, work. Yeah, it's, it's not going to work. <laughs> oh, man, I haven't seen it. I bet it's Rampage just because I don't, I, don't, I don't see any. I've never seen uh, Jamonji either, but uh, Rampage was the, actually, would it would have been um, San Andreas? Because I think there was that one too. 
Oh, there was San Andreas that he had. He was a um, a pilot on, uh, but I don't remember anything specific from that one that was uh, bad. Yeah, it's got maybe it was Rampage. I think it was Rampage. Uh, it they were on an island, and I think like the Rampage gorilla or whatever hit their helicopter or something happened. And they had to put the PC rod back in. Were you just like just shaking your head in the theaters, or yeah, I'm like, I no, and I wasn't even shaking my head. I was laughing. I was like, "Are you serious right now? Like this is happening in a movie? (laughs) This is not real whatsoever." (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm I'm really quickly trying to cheat and see if I maybe it was Jumanji, but uh, we'll have to figure that out later. But. yeah, again, that could be a whole other podcast, uh, Sergio, with those those kinds of questions. Um, I would just figure it's The Rock. He can, he can do whatever he wants, especially after watching yeah. like the trailer for Hobbs and Shots. Like, whatever, man. You do you, <laughs> Rock. You just keep being an awesome guy. You can fix yeah. whatever you want. Um, so I think this was a good one. Um, team Whataburger or In-N-Out? This is a no-brainer. Like... This should automatically be assumed. I would assume um, Team Waterburger just because. Definitely Team Waterburger. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, the one thing that sets Waterburger apart to me is spicy ketchup. Dang, yeah. You can't get spicy ketchup at In N Out. I mean, and then like the, the, different things that you can put on a water burger like if i wanted to put bacon grilled onions jalapenos different kinds of cheeses like i could get it there at water burger because their slogan is just like you like it so you make it how you want your burger and in and out, in and you, out can't do that. You, know, yeah. you can't do that so i feel like but that... oh, good i i will say that in and out has some fantastic milkshakes. They have some really good milkshakes. Yeah. I, um, I really, really, really loved in and out when anytime I'd go visit California, but then when it came over here to Arizona, it's like, eh, cool. But for some reason, like, I don't know, Whataburger is just like, I don't know. I say that for like a special occasion. Like if I'm going to cheat, I'm going to get Whataburger and uh, I maybe it is a sp- spicy ketchup. Cause I was, I was thinking about that last week. Actually, I actually stopped there to get a uh, late night dinner. Um, and I was like thinking, what is it? What's so special about this? Like, I know the guys in the South always talk about it. I know that I'm always seeing memes about it too, but yeah, maybe, maybe it's spicy ketchup. That's what does it. And then, like you said, you, you can make it however you want to and in and out, it's just always packed. I always got to wait forever to get uh, your food. And it's kind of just like the same thing over and over again, but yeah. Moving on. Uh, Dominic Borgia asks, uh, what do you most look forward to dodgeball wise with this move to AZ? So you kind of talked about maybe, you know, the competition level, uh, sharpening your skills a little bit, but um, anything else that you're kind of looking forward to being part of AZ now? Um, <clears throat> just getting to know the people um, that's within the dodgeball community here. Um, is what I look forward to the most. Um, I mean, maybe I'll get some pointers or a different aspect of the game. Um, there's some very, very knowledgeable people here, including yourself, Steven. 
I um, offer nothing. Just don't do what I do and you'll be fine. There's <laughs> so many um, push-ups I did last night because I kept reaching. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, yeah, I do, I do look forward to improving individually, but like strat, uh, strategically, um, getting to learn a little bit more in depth of the game. Um, and it, it, it varies with ball type. So maybe somewhere down the road, like we have some cloth pickup or something, you know, just to throw things out there. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's very, very many things that I look forward to and, uh, I just hope for the best. Yeah. The really cool thing about Grace is she's, she's down to set stuff up like that. If enough buy-in is there, um, to where we could actually see cloth practice for, for those that want to go try it out for round two. And, um, as we kind of talked about in our little group chats and whatnot, like definitely want to look at the strategy and, and team cohesion and make that a huge focus for, for our team. So, um, Mikey, I'm actually hoping to learn a lot, um, based off that. So, and it's funny because Dominic actually teased that he might be looking to move out here as well. So, Hopefully you're setting a trend, man. It'd be really cool to have more people come out here and see what we're about. But um, Joseph uh, Kinkarini asks a few questions. Um, so we'll start with the first one. Um, all right, definitely not putting you on the spot here, but he says, early prediction on who is taking the South each division. Um, well, um, so I'm still technically like in the Facebook um like south chat or like group page so i still keep taps on who is playing and whatnot um honestly like i mean i have to give it to him it's going to be outsiders um for open 8.5 um they're just a very very good team um and now that ascension is moving to the east they're you know their nemesis throughout the whole uh, regional tournaments last year, it was always outsiders and ascension. So um, it's going to be hard to determine who's going to be the next um, runner up or second place, but hopefully, hopefully someone gives them a run for their money. And, you know, I, I'm all about upsets. Um, it's any man's game though. So, um, let's see what other divisions are there. Um, we have co-ed no sting. Um, uh, I honestly don't know who is going to take this one. Um, considering I don't know, you know, what the teams look like for co-ed since now the, the, the change has happened for the three, three ratio. Um, but I'm 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 gonna monitor and you know watch what what happens. So I hope the best for every team. Fair enough. Um, I'm curious how, and I'm assuming wrecking balls sustain together this year. Yeah. And are they keeping? Do you know if they're keeping uh, Anthony Miller? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they are. Um, I don't see any reason them for to have him be. Right. 
Yeah, and I kind of got uh, accused of West Coast bias from Justin on this one because I, I speculated Wrecking Balls would probably maybe take first under the assumption that, that outsiders were, were moving to the West. But if not, then I would maybe expect them to start giving outsiders a run for their money. Um, maybe all fantasize about Adrenaline Rush coming back, but I doubt that's going to happen. Um, did you ever play against them? Do you remember them? Were they around when you were playing? Uh, who is that? Uh, Adrenaline Rush. Oh, yeah. Um, so I played against them in Boston, but um, when I had hoped to have played um, against them, they – I don't know the whole story, but they just weren't there for uh, round one, uh, 2018. Yeah. Um, they supposedly were there, but they just did not decide to play. Yeah. So – that's a bummer because I'd known Tim Poon and uh, and Troy Eglin for a long time. Like, you know, we we're, were kind of talking about Eric Jones yesterday about how much he's changed. I remember Troy when he was like 100 pounds heavier, still <laughs> yeah. bald out of control. So like that kid is, uh, it's just it's just sad like to see. I don't want to say wasted talent, but like obviously life happens and, and people move on. But it's like, man, you're really good. Like you should keep playing. Um, we want you to come back, but uh, you know it. it it is what it is, and you know, maybe we'll see him, maybe we won't. But uh, yeah, I, I sometimes forget Adrenaline Rush was there, and it, it's kind of fun to think about where they would be um, and, and what kind of, I don't want to say issues, but like would it be that easy for outsiders to, to be dominating or would they have had like some, uh, you know, some, some exchanges where they're, they're not taking first all the time? But uh, who knows? Right. Um, Let's see. He also asks, um, "What is your biggest What is your biggest gain from the move?" Uh, he has to ask both personal and dodgeball. So, um, obviously, talking about your move from Texas to Arizona. Um. Oof. Um, I think it's too early to tell, but um, for let's let's I guess let's focus on dodgeball. Um, is being exposed to new players or players that I've never played against um, or players that I like look up to, um, to either, you know, play against or play with um, the, the, um, the spectrum or the opportunities are always there. Um, so, I mean, playing in the West is going to be a huge thing for me, considering that now it's going from a one-day tournament to a two-day, um, and just being exposed to you know everybody that plays in the West, which I mean I didn't even get to play with or play against at nationals. I mean, you're not bound to do that, but you know you get the idea. Yeah. Um, personal. Um, I think um, it's got to do with like a lot of discipline. Um, I'm not saying that I lack it, but I think this is going to be a bigger, um, a bigger step in, you know, really concreting that discipline, uh, you know, just being out on my own. Um, so I look forward to, you know, what the future has for, not just my military career, but for um, my life outside of the military and what that's going to look like later on. 
Yeah. Even in our little talk yesterday, it sounds like, um, there's just a lot of good experiences, um, out there and a lot of personal growth to come from what you're doing. And, uh, just kind of talking about like your, your like goals for the next couple of years. Um, I imagine if we wanted to probably look back at this a couple of years from now and be like, Oh yeah, no, that was, there was a lot of personal gain there. Um, that you probably just didn't understand, but you just, you knew it was there. It's one of those like, um, just have like a good feeling about something kind of moments maybe. Um, so you asked your most memorable dodgeball moments. That's my question. So we'll say that for last. Um, yeah. he also asks, uh, who is your nemesis on the court? If you have one. Um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't pick one. Um, and honestly, I don't know. I don't know if like, if anybody else sees me the other way around, um, it's 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 really hard to say. I couldn't I can I can't pick anybody specifically out there. Um, I take everybody as it is. Like I'm gonna treat every player with respect um, when they're on the court. So if I beat them, cool. If not, they beat me. You know, it's good for them. So that's just how it, how the game goes. I'll uh I'll make a pack with you. We should make Markel our nemesis, just because of the whole thing. <laughs> and that's I, I think maybe he might have been like more of a like a, on a friendly, fun level. Like Grace, I, every time I see Grace on the court, I, I have to take her out. Um, we, we've been going at that for years, but but Markel is now on my target list. Excited to wear that stupid Eagles jersey, and it's on Facebook. And uh, yeah, I'm not over that. <laughs> But I mean that's well put. I mean, yeah. Um, today, right. how's it go? Today, me, tomorrow, you, or something like that. In terms of like yeah. how things face off. But um, he asks, uh, "Do you miss the tacos or pizza more?" Not really sure about that one. Oh man. Um, so I didn't really eat a lot of tacos there in Texas, and. Um, the, the tacos that I did eat, they weren't just, I mean, they weren't out outrageous. They weren't like anything phenomenal. Um, and, and I'm comparing that to what I've had here, um, here in Phoenix. Like I've had some of the best tacos I've ever had in my entire life. Um, and then pizza though, it's, I honestly say the pizza is better here too um but there is one place that i will miss getting pizza from and it is uh it's kind of like a small franchise but they do have multiple places and it's called mr jim's Hmm. Um, they make the best style crust and the the it beats it beats all the other mainstream pizza places or even local um local pizza places. So Mr. Jim's is definitely one of those that I'm going to miss. And that's the Texas only location. Yeah. And it's mostly only in the DFW area. Um, they used to be even bigger, but after they made the change for their crust, um, and how they, I guess did their operations, um, it, it dwindled down, but they're starting to get back to building back up. Yeah, I was, I mean, 
that, that question kind of threw me off. I was like, you can get good pizza anywhere. That's how awesome pizza is. But like tacos is definitely a, I feel like a, a Southern Arizona thing. Like we, we just, we, we win that hands down. Yeah. Um, now I want pizza, but, uh, <laughs> uh, this isn't so much a question, but I guess like a shout out slash thank you. And that is, uh, thank you for helping out and paying for a dodgeball. So, um, did you help with like a league or do you want to speak to that a little bit or is that, um, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say like, um, Joseph is probably one of the, um, like very giving individuals and, you know, he doesn't ask for much, whatever you can give, you can give. And so for the longest time I was like, man, I need to give Jojo some money for the dodgeballs because like sometimes they'll pop and he's the one that provides them. So for our open play and, you know, that's out of his own pocket. So I felt, you know, I, I needed to contribute, um, to that. And so I did, and that's what he's, he's talking about right there. So nice. if anybody that's listening in Dallas and they play open, please contribute to the dodgeball funds. Yeah. Joseph is a really awesome guy. Um, it was really weird reaching out to Anthony Miller to get to Vaughn, to get to the rest of the, the panel. I remember reaching out to Joe's like, I have no idea who this person is. Like, I, I this is really weird. Like, uh, I'm some random dude out in Arizona talking dodgeball on a podcast, and the guy was just incredibly helpful. And when I saw him bust out notes, I was like, this is incredible. If I can just get you times everybody across the region. Um, and I do get that too, by the way. But, uh, yeah, he's always been awesome to talk to, and uh, he's a great dude. So, yeah, if people are listening and they want to help out, I mean, there you go. Um. Markel asks, uh, and he refers himself in the third person. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, can Markel get a, uh, an Eli Moreno, uh, a.k.a. Flash jersey? It's funny. I, I think for the first time I actually saw your number yesterday and Flash. So is that a – can Markel get that? Um, yes. Um, now, it depends on, um, I guess, which team that he wants. Um I do have an only foam team um, that I play with. That, um, there's there's quite a few very very good talented players on the team, um, so I can get you a jersey for that one. And that one is recon, which is what Gage was referring to. I was looking for that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, so I. I have the means to get another Lone Star jersey, but since we're not an open team anymore, we're probably not going to put another order in. Um, and I guess moving forward, if you want a jersey, let me know, and I can give you one for um, the other teams that I'm going to be playing with. Um, so, Markel, I'll get with you offline. I feel like I'll hook you should... up, brother. You should make him wear a Dallas Cowboys jersey first. He's got to earn it. <laughs> Still not over it. Um, yeah, I, I meant to point to that too. Uh, Gage said, um, Reckon, I did my normal, I don't understand this emoji response. We kind of went back and forth. But uh, what, what is Reckon again? Because I meant to ask that. Uh, so it's it's actually Recon. Recon. And... Oh my God. I, I'm dumb. Um. 
everybody pronounce it reckon i don't get it anyway um so recon was a team that um i put together last year for the west coast foam championships tournament that happened in um uh was at huntington beach okay and um we did really well i mean we we were like i think seven out of 14 so we we didn't do horribly but we got beat by the team that won so i mean you can't complain about that um but moving forward we decided hey we want to actually continue to play as a foam team nice. so any foam tournaments that are coming up you know we're gonna we're gonna be there um so very cool yeah i guess it was it r let me look how it's spelled real quick so i can really like r-e-k-o-n recon yeah i suppose um I don't know, I just think wrecked and then I just my brain just goes to wrecking. So I will I'll work <laughs> on that. But to be fair, like R E K T, that that's where I got it from. Yeah. But now I know. Um Alex, uh how do you, do you know how to say his last name? Matherny? Matherne. Matherne. Uh this was an interesting one and I appreciated your gift response. He said, uh, did being on the losing end of a meme war have anything to do with your decision to relocate? So Oh, Alex. Um so I'm pretty sure Alex and Claire, the the knuckleheads behind Category Five's dodgeball meme oh, page, are incredible, and they're they are phenomenal at their at their memes. Um, some of them are way out there that like you have to have prior knowledge on. Um, it's probably because they're old age, um, but um, I don't know about losing anything. I mean, we went twenty three and one against you guys on the court, so dang shut down <laughs> i'll say um i mean your meme game is pretty strong so that was like i said one of the things that uh picked up from you a long time ago and i'm creeping on your page and i've got uh squints hey look jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself so yeah i, I don't think he lost anything <laughs> um uh so to be fair though um i wasn't the only one that would post memes um I'm not going to name drop just because um, it's going to, you know, still have that sting to it. Um, but there are others that are behind the memes for Lone Star Syndicate. Good. I saw Heat was already starting to like test the waters, I think, with the meme. And I remember last year that was like, I think it brutal. It just got, we, we there was a meme war and it was awesome. And I, I, somehow some people were like upset by it which is ridiculous because it just adds to the fun. But uh, yeah, I hope the meme wars continue and I hope there'll be many more battles, but um, I think, I think that was it for the crowdsource questions. Um, I want to go into what I wanted to call like the critical three. So these are three questions that kind of transitioned over from last season um, just cause they're, and this is by no means like um, you are the solve all end all, but just kind of getting like players feedback, especially now that since I'm able to talk to people from all over, um, and this is again just your your opinion um, from what you've experienced. So, um, if somebody's from the, like the board's listening, like don't get offended. But um, what would you say, um, or rather, what do you think dodgeball is still mostly, or why do you think dodgeball is still mostly unknown and an unacknowledged sport? Um, so I think we're still going to live under the sting of the dodgeball movie. I mean, it's 
that's how everybody references it and they think of it as like a, a funny thing or um, another staple at dodgeball is nerds play dodgeball so they think we're all nerdy and you know have no life kind of thing um but um i think it's because also it's one of those like sports that just does not get enough coverage or the i mean you could post as much about dodgeball and maybe people will get interested or not but to others it just doesn't seem like they think it's as competitive as we um we experience it right um and i mean the in order to even get it out there is you know sharing it inviting people you know just at least give them a chance to see what it's about have you um when you, when you tell people you play dodgeball has anybody not referenced the movie at all like oh cool that's awesome or oh no everybody is the staple the phrase can you dodge a wrench or if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a dodgeball yeah I, I, I used to get really upset when that would happen, especially, I mean, because I've been hearing it for years, but uh, at this point it's like, you know, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to make a, a connection, you know, they're trying to like, you know, they could have just said, well, that's stupid and then moved on, but yeah, okay, they're, they're kind of sourcing the movie, but it's like, okay, yeah, give them a few jabs and you can explain to them like, no, we, we actually play, you know, regionally, we compete four times a year, um, and if they're still with you, they, they tend to be a little impressed by it, but there have been a few, um, conversations i've had where they, they've not referenced the movie at all and i was like oh man could this be like the the paradigm shift now is this is this it like we finally get into that, right. that threshold so i mean it's, it's only a matter of time and you know you, you say like yeah if we could share like footage or, or share stuff on social media um i don't know if you directly said that but i know people will argue for that you see like vince marchbank's video of sin city a couple years ago where he does that backhand on tommy kaiser that has made so many uh -huh. rounds but i wonder like has it actually had an impact in bringing people to the game and if not how come and like you know he's even been on um i forgot that i don't know what the mtv show is um but i've seen like youtube celebrities also like look at a, a guy making a crazy play and they're reacting uh to it but then it's like okay well well now what like do they sign up for leagues afterwards or so it's, it's kind of why I like to ask this question now is just, just wondering what people's input is. But um, and I, you've kind of alluded to this before with like just getting people involved. But um, do you have anything to add to the question of what can the dodgeball community do to grow the sport? Um, honestly, I, I, I don't have an answer for that. Um, I think the people that are in charge of um, the dodgeball scene in the entire world um ask themselves that question daily or or even like the people that the organizations they represent like how can we make this you know more mainstream right and it's just one of those like it's gonna have to well i and maybe maybe we can get it back into schools 
I mean, some schools still play it, but like institutionalized where it's like an actual sport that we play. Like, I mean, the, the uh, NCDA is one of those, it's a club sport. Um, and I mean, it's pretty big there too, but that only is so narrow of where dodgeballs, where we want it to go. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. I think the simple one is just get as many people involved as possible, you know, for every person that moves on because of life or marriage or kids or whatever, you know, there's gotta be like three or four people waiting to, to replace them. And I think the NCDA does a great job with that. Um, the only issue is just transitioning them from, you know, these massive courts, these massive teams to pinch to how we play. Um, but you're right. And then that's kind of why I was like, had that huge, like build up with the start of this, of these questions. Like, yeah, I'm sure people like Felix and Jake, um, are asking this question daily. Um, if not like every couple hours. So, um, is there anything that you do not like about the current state of dodgeball? Um, Oof. Um, probably should have sent you this one beforehand. Now I'm realizing. Yeah. I, I mean, on the scene one, I, we're still, I think we're still in that phase where we're starting to figure out what works. So, and then fine tuning. So I, I can't really say that like there isn't anything that I don't like about it. Um, there's always going to be, those people that we perceive as, you know, people that don't take their house or, you know, the honesty aspect of the game. Um, or, you know, those rogue players that are like just so high strung that, you know, their attitude reflected, you know, when they get out or something. I mean, I can't change any of that. It's, you're always going to run to that. And it, it doesn't matter the sport really, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I couldn't say specifically what I don't like about the current state of dodgeball. Maybe just that we don't have the growth that we expected to have. I feel like that's probably everyone's number one gripe is it's just not kind of like we said earlier, like it's not perceived the way we experience it to other people. Like, no, this game is pretty dang uh, athletically required and, and it requires a lot of strategy and you equated it to like to chess even and just trying to get people to, to look at it outside of the movie and the, the antics behind it. But uh, I, f I feel like we're on the right track. I, I was really excited to see what USA Dodgeball is doing when they announced themselves um, two years ago and looking at Jake's posts and like how everything's being restructured and yeah, it's taking a long time to get the dates out. That is a little bit frustrating, but they're, they're trying to do this in a way that's going to help, um, you know, optimize like the future, I guess. So I feel like it's the stuff that you mentioned, like, you, like with poor attitudes and whatnot, that's, that's going to be in every sport. You can't do anything about that. It's just laying the groundwork for, for growth. But, um, moving on to the last four, um, do you have a career highlight? And if you do, what is it? Um, um, let's see. I think it was last year. Um, it was co-ed no sting. It was round three and it was against outsiders. Um, probably the best game that I had out of it, 
every out of any game that I had. Um, I had a couple catches um, that turned the game around, but I mean, ultimately we lost, but the game itself was the most intense. Um, I mean, Kim, Elijah, uh, I want to say Joe, um, Kathy, Marie, and I, I, I don't remember who else was there. I want to say it was Vaughn, um, but they were all playing and um and I don't remember who was on our team but towards the very end I had two catches uh, and they were not it wasn't like a double catch it was just one and then right after the other I had immediately another catch which turned the game around um and that was probably my favorite favorite game to play um for co-ed nosting um, for open, um, this was against grit in nationals for Austin. And, um, we ultimately lost, but, um, the very, very first game that we played, um, for open 8.5, um, it was, I, we had never faced each other just because of our regional assignments. Um, but the very, very first game we played, um, I, I took out about every single one of them. And it ultimately, um, I think Israel was on there, Israel Bentley. Um, and the, the last ball that I threw, I threw and I hit him right in the, right in the gut, but the ball was a little flat. So, it kind of didn't have as much of a bounce and he was able to, to bring it in and make the catch. But, um, I did take them all out at, at one point, um, which I thought was, um, pretty cool. Um, and like the next game, they, they, they took me out like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you marked yourself like, okay, he's going to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always the downside about doing really well is uh, you get put on people's radar and they hurt you. Um, do you have uh, hopefully this is a ways in, in the future, but is there something that you're looking forward to post dodgeball? Like when all is said and done, you know, you hang up the dodgeball gear for the last time. What do you see yourself doing? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what the future looks like for dodgeball for me. Um, I'm gonna, you know. I'm going to play until I can't anymore. Um, but even if I can't play, I'm somehow going to still be involved. Like whether I'm setting up my own league or, um, doing something dodgeball related, it's to me probably one of the best sports I've ever played. Um, and trying to bring that to other people's attention is, um, something I hopefully I can do. Yeah. That, that question is very self-serving for myself just because it's giving me ideas of like, Hey, what is, what does the end look like? Is it a couple years from now? Is it next year? Is it this year? And then what I'm going to do and just being involved in some capacity is probably at a minimum what I'd be doing. Um, cause it's even after playing for, uh, 14 years, I, I can't see myself walking away and, and being the same. Um, it is a, it's a dark place, so just want to touch that and, and, and move on. Um, 
what do you want to achieve in dodgeball and uh, what has pushed you to get better? So this one came from Andrew uh, a couple seasons back and it's one of my favorites. So, I mean, is there something specific that you want to achieve um, and, and what, what drives you to do so? Um, I guess, um, I, I don't know how to say this. Um, um, I, I really don't know. Like everybody wants to achieve greatness and you can't do that alone. Um, so I would say maybe make it onto a very, very good team, um, that, you know, goes the distance and, and ultimately wins, you know, in the end, um, whether it be, an, a local championship or, you know, a, an, uh, elite championship or like the premier tour like a regional round or something. You know? right. um, but I also look forward to, you know, hopefully playing for a country team. Um, I have high hopes on making Team Mexico next year, or this, sorry, this year, um, and playing at Worlds. So just even being there or being on the team is probably one of the greatest achievements that I hope to um, get get to experience. That's definitely a good goal. I mean, representing a nation um, at the highest peak right now of, of dodgeball competition, I can't think of, aside from winning it, um, any, any other way of saying, yeah, I'm. this is me at, at my pinnacle right now or at my peak. Um, when you said making it on a great team, when it goes a distance, ultimate wins, um, wins a champion, even if it's local, so for you, is it more like the journey, not so much the the destination? Then just like a constant drive to being the best. Yeah, um, I mean, and I I hope that's the aspect of everybody that plays um, to be the best player that they not only can be individually but as a team player. Um, because, and and, and it, I guess it really doesn't necessarily mean you have to play a specific position, but every aspect of the game, whether you're a good catcher or um, um, a good thrower, um, just being good in that sense, like you're well-respected and you have the capacity to turn around a game or, you know, close one out. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, I have the, the last question. This is, uh, if, if it's the same as your career highlight, totally understandable. We'll give you a free pass there. But, um, what is your favorite dodgeball memory to date? Um, uh, let's see. Oof. Um, there's a lot of them. Um, and one that like, no, I can't even say that one because I wasn't really in the know to experience it, but I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Um, so last year we were playing no sting against wrecking balls and round three 
and um, I think it was our turn to throw and someone countered and um, they, you know, they hit Mark um, while they hit him where this, you know, (laughs) ran the nets. And, and so, you know, I, I have recently been asked about that video and I finally found it. It's on wrecking balls, YouTube page, but I am completely, completely oblivious to the idea that Mark got hit where he got hit and that, you know, he was out. Um, so, you know, we continue playing and, um, someone throws, I make a catch and Mark's turn, you know, it's Mark's the only person out. So he's coming back in, but he's, he's not even anywhere near being up to playing. So he just like crawls in and he's sitting at the back just, you know, in pain and agony. And, um, you see it in the video. Um, yeah, you do. <laughs> but it's just like that moment. Like this happened and I am completely oblivious to the idea that, you know, I have a player down. <laughs> that was one of my um, first like impressions of, of you playing because uh, we, we did a, a video version of, of the podcast. We called it This Week in American Dodgeball. We did some highlights on, on people doing some awesome stuff. And um, you see it. You see the highlight I took was um, you had a really cool exchange. Like you threw a ball, you back up and you catch, I think on the back pedal looked really good. And then um, if you're, if you look, know to look for it, you see Mark just go down and he's just in a lot of pain. And so watching that clip over and over again, trying to isolate it was, I'm sorry, Mark but it was hysterical just cause he, uh, <laughs> you catch it. He's, he's like, I, I didn't want to go back in. Like I'm still writhing in pain and, uh, you know, you're, you're none the wiser as with, I think like the other half of the team. So uh, I'm trying not to lose it right now. Remembering that whole thing, but, uh, it's a good memory. That's um, a uh, poor Mark. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I also like have to like praise Mark, um, just because for one, he's been playing for so long. He's full of dodgeball IQ. Um, and me being a, a novice, like his strategy, his thinking changed the way I, the way how I play um, effectively at my position. And we, we played alongside each other the whole season in, even at nationals. Um, So like the knowledge that I gained from playing alongside Mark was like the best experience I've had so far uh, in in my dodgeball journey. Nice. Yeah, Mark is a he's a good dude. Um, I think that's all I got, man. Um, I'm really trying to steer clear of Interstellar speak. Um, I did, <laughs> I did find the 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 helicopter clip they were talking about with the um, I forgot what it's called the PC. What's the thing called again? The thing that you can't. PC link. Yeah, the PC. Uh, so it was it was actually uh, Jumanji. So Jumanji. It was, uh, the Rhino chase scene, and I was real quickly um, scrolling. I'm, I'm doing it right now, scrolling through the the comments, and like, I think like it takes like 30 comments for somebody to be like, wait a minute, can you can you fix this thing? Can you really fix this thing like that? 
So that must have been one of those few things where like only somebody like yourself could pick up just because people like me would probably think nothing of it. Like, all right, whatever the rock can do whatever he wants, but, uh, just had to get some, some closure on that one. But, um, awesome, man. Well, I mean, like I said, tangents aside, probably talk for another few hours. Uh, maybe we'll do that some other time, but, um, appreciate your time. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll go ahead and end the interview there. All right, so that was my first interview for uh, season four, and uh, boy, do I have some cobwebs to to brush off here, especially with uh, some of the misspeaks from from last episode last week. But uh, I will get better in time, and I'm sure this will feel like second nature as usual. But uh, all the same, thank you so much, Eli, for hopping on, man, and being willing to to talk dodgeball with me. I know I've said this like three or four times, but. Um, very happy to have you in Arizona. Welcome. Um, I know a lot of us are looking forward to being able to not only play with you, but also socialize with you and just take you to California so we can hopefully build up Arizona as we've been talking about. But um, also a huge thank you to everybody that submitted questions, especially since it was day of. I uh, kind of forgot that today was Wednesday, not Tuesday. So I appreciate people being um, hasty in that. But um yeah, before I go off on any any wild tangents, uh, I think I'll just leave it at that. So if you are still listening, thank you so much for doing so. Um, have a great uh, rest of your evening, great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time. And then also huge shout out once again to FM 84 for letting me use their song tears. Um, I was able to use goodbye and, um, running, oh crap. And you had it. <clears throat> okay. Try again. Three, two, one. All right. Nope.